It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Welcome to Quantum number 96, the podcast that looks at news and views and culture from a largely Christian perspective. There's literally no one in the world that I don't hate right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for those of you who are cultured and really appreciate good TV, that was Toby from The West Wing. And in one sense, he's a grumpy guy, brilliant character. In another sense, he's the mastermind of the presidency and the whole political thing. It's a bit like Dominic Cummings, who we are going to come to in a while because the whole of the United Kingdom seems obsessed with this. But there are other things going on in the world. Um, Let's start with this. I think the most important. The scenes may look familiar, but for Hong Kong, it feels that so much more is now at stake. On Friday, Beijing unveiled plans to impose controversial national security laws on the city. Today, protesters gave their reply. We must stand up and fight and let Beijing know that we will never surrender. Now, what's happened here is very simple. There was an arrangement between China uh, and Britain when Britain handed Hong Kong back that there would be the two systems, one nation approach, whereby Hong Kong would be an autonomous region. China is now breaking that. I think taking the opportunities raised by the West's distraction with COVID and the Chinese concern about COVID, I think the Chinese are now taking advantage of that. They're just about to pass a law which would allow Chinese forces to curb civil unrest in Hong Kong. And why that is important apart from the Hong Kong people is that the United States have now announced that that Hong Kong is no longer to be considered an autonomous region for economic and trade purposes, and therefore they will lose their uh, particular benefits. Now, that's enormous news for the people of Hong Kong and incredible news for the corporations that are based in Hong Kong. But also something that may have passed you by is what's going on in India and the border between China and India, where there have been uh, fights between soldiers, not with guns yet, stones and and fist fights, but India's military commanders have been meeting to discuss what to do. Chinese jets have been flying over. Now, one of the problems here is that the border between China and India, no one's quite sure where it is, so they keep fighting over it. But, and this is really important, These are two nuclear powers. Throw in Pakistan, three. Throw in Russia, four. All of them with an interest. And I don't wish to depress you any further, but there is real possibility that two areas of conflict in the world, South China Sea and the China-India border around Kashmir, that that will be the trigger point for the next major war in the world. 
And we're going to look at something else as well, which is pretty horrific. What do you want? I can breathe. Please, the name of it. Listen to this man crying for his life. Get up, get in the car. I can't move. I've been waiting the whole time. Get up, get in the car. Mama. Get up, we get Mama. in the car. That's George Floyd. George Floyd is a 46-year-old African-American man, was a 46-year-old African-American man, who was stopped by the police. Uh, he was arrested. He was put to the ground. And the video is, which has been seen by millions, of a policeman with his leg on his neck and Mr. Floyd pleading for his life, saying he can't breathe, saying he wants his mother, and he dies. Now, who knows what's going to happen in Minneapolis uh, over this weekend. There are those who expect a great deal of violence, and that's probably sadly the case. But I think uh, there's another sad bit to this for me as well when I see people coming on and immediately responding by saying, well, there's another side to the story. And no, supposing the guy had been a mass murderer, the way that he was treated... It's just grotesque. And there's every indication he wasn't a mass murderer. I mean, I saw a photograph of him with his Bible at a Bible camp. It's just an appalling thing. I, I don't know. Racism in the United States, racism's everywhere. But racism in the United States seems to be an ongoing legacy. And you wonder when it's ever going to end. Okay, we move on to... YouTube and censorship. A few quantums ago, we showed you, or we spoke about the Michael Moore film, Planet of the Humans. That's now been banned because an environmental photographer is claiming his copyright has been breached, but they've been trying to get it banned for a long time. And then this. Listen to Toby Young. We'll play you part of this, and the rest of it's fairly similar, and, and tell me why you think this was banned. I think the, the strongest argument for sceptics is the civil rights argument, uh, the civil liberties argument, which is that if a government is going to suspend the civil liberties of its citizens, of its entire population, both the healthy and the unhealthy, in order to save lives, which is the argument that was made, and an argument that's made in wartime, um, then I think it needs to meet quite a high evidential threshold in demonstrating that the suspension of those liberties will indeed save lives. The burden of proof has to rest, has to fall on those who, who want to suspend our liberties. And they just didn't have one. They seem to have been panicked, at least in this country, into doing it by the modelling of Neil Ferguson and his team at Imperial College. And as Michael Levitt and others have pointed out, not only were various assumptions plugged into that model, highly dubious. For instance, they estimated the infection fatality rate was 0.9%. We now, I think, know that it's a lot smaller than that, almost certainly smaller than half of that. But Toby Young just disagrees with lockdown. Is he not allowed to do that? Why is that considered to be against community standards? Unless YouTubers saying their community standards mean you've got to agree with all their politics. I don't know. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about John Piper reading his book being banned because he violated community standards. YouTube, Google, Twitter are now banning people because of their political views. I wonder how long things like this blog will be allowed to continue.
Pixar just made history with its first gay lead character. The animated Pixar Disney One uh, group that's not going to be banned by YouTube is Disney, Disney Pixar. Oh no, they're right on. They're right up there. Their new cartoon is coming out and it's indoctrination. It's called Out and it's about a gay couple. I'll call you later, okay? Tell them. He thinks it's so easy. Just look them in the eyes and say, Mom, Dad, I'm... This is my boyfriend. It's heartbreaking and it's beautiful and it's very moving and all the other things. But it's just simply plain indoctrination. And speaking of indoctrination, I came across this astonishing piece this week. I mean, I, 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 just astonishing. This was put out by the Scottish Television, which is an independent company, but it's like some kind of propaganda thing from North Korea. Listen to this. The children of Scotland would like to say thank you. To Nicola, our first minister of Scotland. We are so grateful. Thank you for always keeping us safe, working so hard, for being strong for us. Thank you for caring for every individual life and for always thinking about the children of Scotland. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, not everyone agrees with me, but I did find that quite chilling. And I think, uh, I don't know, I think others will as well. Okay, we've been China and India and America and the UK. Let's come to Australia and let's talk about the coming out of the little lockdown that we did have here. And a remarkable inconsistency that says a great deal about the culture here in New South Wales because I had my first meeting today in a cafe and we were only allowed 10 people. As of next week, that's going to go up to, well, this particular cafe will be 20 because it'll be all they can cope with in terms of the distancing, but places will be allowed 50, except churches won't. And here's the thing. Pubs and clubs and gambling dens are, are going to be allowed to have 50 people and it, soon probably more. Now, if the government were really concerned about lives and damage, they would close all the pokies down because they've caused and will cause far more deaths and far more harm than, than COVID has ever done. But whoever asks governments to be consistent? I just, there's money in gambling. There is big money in gambling in Australia. I'm in a city just now where the highest building is about uh, to be finished off and it is a casino. And it's at the most beautiful area. And it's just so destructive. Um, by the way, it's going to be interesting because they rely very much on the Chinese billionaires flying in to gamble. And the way things are going in relationships between China and Australia, we wonder if that's going to happen. But I have a suspicion that money will find a way. You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done, you got no when to hold them, no when to fold them, no when to walk away, and no when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time 
All right, let's change tack. Listen to this. Okay, you know what that song is. You know what I find fascinating is how the rainbow has come to be seen as a gay symbol. Now, it's very interesting because it's not the rainbow as in the seven-coloured rainbow. The LGBT rainbow is six colours. And if you want to look into numerology and biblical figures, you could say that seven is the number of God, the holy number, and six is the number of man. But what I found interesting about this is that because of COVID, one of the side effects has been that the rainbow has been taken back and instead of being seen as a symbol of LGBT, it is being seen as a symbol of the NHS or any good cause. It's interesting, Plymouth City Bus in August 2019 unveiled a, a, a six-colour rainbow to show their appreciation for pride. A couple of weeks ago on a Saturday, they tweeted a picture announcing it would be a rainbow NHS bus. But some LGBT activists felt that it was... Um, ill-conceived and insulting and offensive and rebranding and erasing their identity. Our pride flag is not for sale. Thank you for erasing my identity there. And the bus company apologised. Listen, I want to go to the LGBT people and say, look, the rainbow's not yours, it's ours. It's a symbol of God's covenant with the earth, but as part of his people. It's a Christian symbol. It's a Jewish symbol. It's not an LGBT symbol. I, I was sort of amused and depressed at the same time by the Baptist minister Steve Chalk saying the LGBT, the, the, the rainbow is a, is a sign of inclusiveness and non-judgmentalism. I'm going, yeah, right. Uh, did you actually read the story? The whole world was destroyed apart from Noah and his family because God was judging them. Yeah. The rainbow, of course, God saying he wouldn't destroy the world in that way again. All right, I've stayed away from it, can't stay away from it. Dom Dominic Cummings. What's the story? Dominic Cummings is a government advisor. Let me just give you the Cummings for Dummies version, okay? He's a remarkable character. He's considered to have considerable power. There are those who believe, and I'm one of them, that without him, Boris Johnson... Johnson would really struggle to survive. Be that it is may, that's not what this is about, at least not in theory. I think in practice it is, actually. People want him. He masterminded Johnson's election victory. He masterminded the Leave campaign. Anyway, he has a child, a four-year-old child, I understand, who is autistic. And he, his wife, said she felt sick. He was at his work in the government in London, and he came home and thought, he wasn't feeling too good either, and he thought, if we've got COVID, and this was at the time that Boris Johnson got COVID, several people in the government. So he decided to go up to his parents' house. When I say house, it's an estate, where he and his wife would self-isolate in a cottage with their son, who, if it became necessary, would be able to go to his sister, who is a special needs teacher, and who has two nieces in their late teens, who would look after the child. He did not think he would get someone to look after the child. He couldn't bring someone into a COVID house, he said, in London. So 
the trouble was it's 200 and I think 60 miles away. He drove up to Durham, stayed in a separate house, didn't go near his parents. Actually, his son ended up going to hospital. He was so ill, but not um, for COVID. Anyway, all this passed by. Um, he and his wife did a trip, round trip, 30 miles. He says to test his eyesight to make sure he was ready to come back. I, I don't think there's many people really believe that. I think he took his wife out for a, a drive for her birthday. Um, under the government's regulations, legally what he did was not wrong. The police have not charged him. They've not even questioned him about it. But you could argue in terms of the spirit of the law, it does look really bad when people were locked down at home, when they weren't even able to go to funerals, that this government official, senior government official, was able to go and do this. So, yeah, he possibly should have got wrapped over the knuckles. He probably, he could have, um, he certainly should have got wrapped over the knuckles. He could have lost his job, but he's so indispensable in that regard. That wasn't going to happen. But the pressure has been building up and the pressure has been building up because they hate him. And the hatred in the United Kingdom just now is visceral. You can hear it. Um, listen for an uh, example to a bit of this. People are angry up and down the country, still are. But is it the mm. place of a bishop to be so publicly angry with an individual? I wasn't. It wasn't my anger with the individual. It, my, my worry was uh, that this was a matter of life and death. It seems to me that unless... I felt at the time that unless a reasonable explanation was given for Dominic Cummings' behaviour, uh, which wasn't by the Prime Minister, he simply said, well, uh, I'm satisfied that Mr Cummings didn't uh, disobey the law, uh, and so you just need to believe me. What, what was needed uh, was a, a, an explanation. I think the people who'd made all the sacrifices, I've had emails from people who said, I, I was desperate to go and see my dying father, whom I didn't see during all the lockdown. I was desperate. I, I had to fight my instincts with every fibre in my body. What people needed, what was an explanation. And the reason for that is that trust in the government and its advice is absolutely crucial. This is not a matter of, of politics, actually. I mean, people from across the political spectrum uh, were very disturbed by this. It wasn't a matter of politics. It was a matter of life and death, because if Trust in the uh, sorry, that was the bishops, Bishop John Inga. Now, the bishops of the Church of England, they can't speak out about abortion. They can speak out about the gospel. But boy, they can speak out about Dominic Cummings, which shows you the state of the church. And then listen to this from the BBC. Now, this is astounding. Remember that the BBC is, the gov is paid for by taxpayers. It's the government's. And it's meant to be independent. It's meant to be critical of government. It's meant to uh, be balanced. Well, this is the Balance BBC introducing one of their major news programmes, journalist Emily Maitlis. Good evening. Dominic Cummings broke the rules. The country can see that, and it's shocked the government cannot. The longer ministers and prime ministers... Even by modern standards, I, I, I just find that utterly astonishing. And here's the bizarre thing. People are defending her or attacking her on the basis of their politics. And I don't care what their politics are. I don't care what my politics are in this. It's wrong to have a journalist just do that. If they want to do that, get their own station. Not with taxpayers' money. Well, how low can Western culture go? How low can our television go? I thought it had gone about as low as it could go. But something I saw this week made me realise there are depths yet to be plumbed. May 21st on Fox. Forget about heading to the altar. This dating show is heading straight 
to the maternity ward. So we're all gonna make babies, huh? At least one of us is. Fifteen hopeful dads. Yo, stop talking! I need to know! It's about to go down. Put their hearts on the line for love and family. Let's have some kids. One single woman. I don't see us starting a family together. With one mother of a choice. Kristen Davis hosts Labor of Love, delivers May 21st on Fox. You're going to find this hard to believe. It's a program where a group of 15 men compete to impregnate a woman. It's where a 41-year-old divorcee is not looking for a husband or a light partner, but just someone who's going to give her a baby. I have nothing to say about that. Because if you don't see the horror of that then I, and, and you want to excuse it. No, it's no wonder we face the judgment of God. And then there's another side of that, you know, reality TV, not just TV, but the, the people that are called influencers. Now, these are people largely on Instagram who um, get paid a lot of money because they've got a lot of followers and they push products and so on. Now, there's this lady called Sky Wheatley here in Australia. The washing never ends. Seriously, especially when you're a mom, like, kids will get stuff dirty within 15 minutes of wearing their stuff. So guys, this is the best smelling softener. It makes my house smell so good. Like, that's the only reason I spend $7 on it. Not for the clothes to smell good, but now, I don't want to have a go at her. I think she's as much exploited as exploiter, but she is an exploiter. This is a woman who is boasting, not only that she hated school, but she cannot say what eight times two is. Yet she feels that she is an influencer. She is a power. She is an authority to tell people how to behave and what to do. And there are so many people, they write in, I mean, I was just watching a little of it and they're saying things like, oh, you're so authentic and you're so real. No, I'm sorry. It's fake, it's dumb, it's delusional, and it's dangerous. Okay, I'm gonna leave it there except to say well I'm gonna two things because I, I want to say something that's, that's a bit brighter than some of the stuff we've looked at today um, podcasts are booming right now by the way Spotify paid podcast host Joe Rogan upwards of a hundred million dollars to exclusively host his podcasts on Spotify hey Spotify I'll, I'll let you have mine for 10 million <laughs> just uh, uh, quite remarkable uh, anyway, if you would like to, I, I don't think Spotify are going to pay me $1, but uh, and in fact, we are going to put this on Spotify. But if you would like to help us as we make this program, um, we need, we do need equipment and all the rest of it, then go on to the Podbean fundraiser and contribute your $10. You may not have your, you know, your $10 a month or your $100 a month. You may not have your $100 million. If you do, get in touch. We can go a lot of places then. But I want to finish with a piece of music because we've been going through um, the top 10 albums that have most influenced me, or 10 albums, I didn't put them in any particular order. And this one, listen to this piece of music because I think it's utterly beautiful.
And this is the story of how I got into classical music. I was a student at university. I'd ordered a Led Zeppelin album from a record club. Back in fashion records now. It turned up, except that wasn't it. It was this piece of music. It was Beethoven's Pastoral. And I was so annoyed. And I, I lay on my bed and I, 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 in my digs and I, I put on the record player and put this on the needle. And as I'm lying there, I'm thinking, this is like a thunderstorm. This is like being in a meadow. This is beautiful. And then I looked at the sleeve notes afterwards and I was astounded that what I was feeling was what Beethoven was writing about. And from that point on, I stopped being snobby, inverted snob, about classical music, and I've absolutely loved it. This is one of the gifts that God has given us. Do you know what? I do think that poor woman who's the, is the influencer, that those television, that television program I mentioned, they're the worst. They really are the worst. But in human culture and creativity, there's the best. And yeah, the West Wing, the best. Beethoven, the best. Well, God bless you. Uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, if you've got any stories or any information you want to pass on, feel free to do so. Any comments, it's all yours as well. But may the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. See you next week. Bye.